And she would go like, kiss my grits. And I, I just remember that a lot because I would make my mom laugh hysterically. <laughs> and like, look, you know, I understand grits is a euphemism now. But, you know, back in the day, to even now, I think grits are the most disgusting food on the planet. <laughs> not a grits fan, huh? No, not whatsoever. And Those so, mushy like, things. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't need mushy cornmeal. Or whatever it is with butter. <laughs> I like, like grits. Not, Cheese grits, yeah. especially. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah, no. So then when Flo's telling you to kiss hers, I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. And that now work I'm like. For you I, on two levels. Yeah, but now, like, I mean, well, on three levels, because she tell me to kiss her guy, I'd be like, no, thank you. One, <laughs> I don't like grits. Two, I don't like cheese grits. And three, I am married. <laughs> That's the third one. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should have said not necessarily in that order, but fuck it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, that's what you get to say as the editor. You could, you could just cut it to me first. <laughs> no, no, I'm leaving that shit in. She knows what's mm. up. <laughs> <laughs> Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. Since their launch in 1985, games starring the Mario Brothers have captivated gamers of all ages. With over 200 titles in the franchise to date, Mario is a global brand standing high atop the pop culture mascot mountain with the likes of Mickey Mouse and Ronald McDonald. Today we're celebrating March 10th, which has become known as Mario Day. Talking about our favorite games in the franchise. It's a me, your Mario's non-trademark infringing, infringing cousin, Forio, and I am joined by the master of pipes, John Ouija. <laughs> I got the worst one. <laughs> Why, John Ouija? I would rather been Jario. <clears throat> yeah, or, you know, like you know the evil. Jario. Yeah, the evil John. <laughs> <laughs> Jario. Yeah, I don't know if you want to be Jario. Better than John Ouija. John Ouija. It's John Ouija. John Ouija. And I, even hard to say. No, thank you. Well, that's fair. That's fair. I never picked well, him. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love Luigi, and you know why? Yeah, I know why. It's totally meritless. Because he's green! That's it. That's it. <laughs> yep. Uh, but like I said in the intro, we're talking about Mario games today, because March 10th is Mario Day. And you okay. you know why. I, uh, no. I mean, I could think why. Actually, no, <laughs> I do know why. I think it's dumb. But it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> yep. Because March, if you abbreviate March 10th, it looks like Mar, 
I.O. Mario. Yeah, it's like someone who doesn't understand, like, pager code completely. I think they're really ahead of the curve here. Like, What's a pager, John? Yeah, gather around, children. Let me <laughs> tell you about a time before there was a magical computer in your pocket. <laughs> we used to have a little box. It would send us a code, and then we'd have to call that person back on the payphone. <laughs> But sometimes we wouldn't even do that. We'd just send messages through the phone, and it would go (laughs) in the box. But an M was like a 1, a 7, and a 7, because you couldn't actually use letters on a pager. Do you you get it? (laughs) Pager code. Yeah, so that's how old we are. Yeah. Old as farts. (laughs) Yep. But, I mean, I think, like I said in the intro, there's no... I mean, Mario is a global brand, as recognizable as uh, Mickey Mouse or Ronald McDonald. Yeah, I can't disagree with you there. Well, I think, actually, when I was putting this together, I was like, is Ronald McDonald that big of a household name anymore? I mean, he certainly was when I was growing up, but... Do we? Well, I don't even know what he looks like these days. Yeah, he's probably cool now, right? Just wears regular size shoes, skateboards, <laughs> or something. You know, it's got yeah, those, probably like like you know buzz cuts. Maybe definitely works out, and uh, probably ditched the yellow and red hole motif. So less ketchup mustard. He's probably more like you know. Uh, a gray poupon, so like a like nice. Dirty. <laughs> Wait a minute, I feel like you're just describing Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Well, you know, it's the same thing to me. <laughs> Ooh, Ronald McDonald went dark. I mean, you could see it though, right? <laughs> you totally could. Like when you when you're hanging around with like giant fries that talk to you, and some dude who literally. Is your nemesis? I mean, the hamburglar is his nemesis, right? Because I guess hamburger. Ronald steals hamburgers, and what does McDonald's make? <clears throat> hamburgers? Right? Question mark. People sick. That, but yeah, well, they also <laughs> do that. Kidding. Yes. Yeah, hamburgers. TM. Like, and they use hamburger for all their like marketing campaigns. I don't think, and he's got a thing called the grimace. Hey, do you remember Hot Hamburglar? Yeah, didn't they make him? Was that the uh, was that the costume, or did they make him hot for like a minute? And then yeah, they, for like a minute a they they had like a real person playing Hamburglar, and he was like a very handsome dude. Yeah, no, I mean I'm not letting that dude steal my hamburger. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna let him. I mean, I'd let. I would weirdly let some weird, uh, like, felt-handed mascot with a frozen face steal my hamburger, but, uh, but yeah, with eyes, but, uh, but a sexy man? No, those are my burgers. You obviously don't eat them, sir, and I obviously do, so, rubble, rubble. Yeah, rubble, rubble, body by McDonald's. <laughs> yep. Take that as you will. Give this burger to someone who would actually consume it. It's me, the old man character from before. He's making a comeback. <laughs> He's one of my hit new characters. 
What what was that? Was the old man from the nineties? <laughs> right. Pager code. Right. Yeah. 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 We used to have pagers, and McDonald's used to mean something. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald was my best friend. <laughs> Ronald McDonald, you used to be cool. You used to be against the establishment. Then you joined it. You joined yeah, it, now Ronald. He's, Why? He's nowhere to be found. Now we're we're just having to to watch an endless parade of respected stars take on the colonel persona for KFC. Yeah, everyone's been a colonel. Everyone. Yeah. They're having a lot of fun with that. What is it with like might as well. Yeah, you might as well. But it's like, what is with these fast food brands? Like, Arby's, you know, apologies to our listeners out there who are big Arby's fans. I'm sure you exist. You exist? (laughs) Oh my god, you're a big Arby's fan? Yeah, I wish Arby's was in my area. (laughs) What do you like from Arby's? Well, so, I I have to know. (laughs) You have to know, right? Inquiring minds want to know. You're such like a... You're, just, just to give people a little context, you are a very um, discerning uh, foodie. You, you've eaten at some of the finest restaurants in, that are in your area. Yeah, and some of them not even in my area, too. Mm. Yeah. No, that is From all true. over the world. Yes. Every place I have traveled, I have eaten at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you know no, that's so- not what I mean. Yeah, well, it's it's a thing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, mm, I would like one restaurant, please. Uh, anyone is fine. I'll tell them it was the finest restaurant there. Now, and yet you are uh, you are an Arby's stan. Yeah, well, I don't stock them. I'm a fan. I'm just a fan. <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. No, um... It's real easy. I know where I go is exactly what I expect. So I don't go to Arby's expecting, like, you know, Gary Danko's or French Laundry quality meat. Uh, In fact, I'm not really going there to get meat at all. It's whatever meat substitute their roast beef is. (laughs) Except if you add us, because if you do, then... Yeah, I'll call it beef. Sure, whatever. Um, (laughs) I'll call it whatever you want. No, I normally just get like the you know the regular roast beef, sam roast beef, and the worst part is I put that in quotes um, <laughs> sandwich. But I like I like because they have horsey sauce, which is you yeah. know their little horseradish sauce that is just uh, sugar, from what I can tell. And then they got like the little uh, like the little what's the Arby sauce, which is like this little like not barb. It's like kind of like. A HP sauce a little bit to me, you know, like fake A1. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I got it. Like some just, sort of like Worcestershire type sauce. Yeah. And it's just, I just like that because it's a different flavor profile from like all the other fast food places. I don't get it very often. So when I do, you know, I cherish it. And uh, I, I love their uh, fries a lot. So. Yeah, so anyway, I like Arby's, so go ahead, go go shit on Arby's right now. Go ahead. Well, um, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's fine that you like it. I have no... I don't eat at Arby's that often. The one time I went, I ordered, of course, the roast beef, because what else do you get there? And uh, the meat was really gross. It was really gross. 
Um, but I did want to say I do commend them for their uh, their social marketing or their social media presence is like really on point, especially with sort of targeting. Um, I, you know, I don't want to say it's a little younger than our generation, I think, but they do a lot of like really cool stuff with like origami and their boxes, like turning them into cool scenes from things like Final Fantasy VII and and other really really uh, targeted and well made cultural pop culture references. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I and they're gonna be like they have the meats. And everyone's right. like, yeah, I guess you do. Yeah, they have the meat. Questionable. questionable <laughs> I mean, meat, but they have the quote-unquote what one can refer to as meat. We don't, yeah. but one could. Yeah. We have the meats. M-E-E-T. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're just going to... We've pivoted it already in this episode. We're just talking about fast food. Um uh, Mario's definitely more well known than Arby's. That's there true. There you go. I brought us right back. We're we're back. We're, we're back, back, everybody. People. Thank God. March tenth, uh, Mario Day is alive. Mario's back. <laughs> and John he, 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 has lit the torch and led the way. He back got to a Mario. mushroom. One up this shit. We're ready to go. Yep. <laughs> he sure as hell did. <laughs> Mario. Thanks. Uh, hey, that was uh really thanks for stopping by. This is really big. That was Charles Martinet, the uh, the voice of Mario and Luigi, and so many things from our from our favorite games. Uh, he couldn't stick around, but uh, big thanks to Charles Martinet for stopping by and saying that thing. Uh, oh, wait, he's back. He's gonna give us a bonus. It's me, Mario. Okay, it was the same one, but I still appreciate it. I mean, Thanks we, have that, we have to pay that dude in two giant ass gold coins. <laughs> That's, <not worth laughs> That's the thing. He only accepts. Oh God, I feel like that would be a joke that he would hate if he heard. It. I bet you he's heard it all the time. So, yeah, so how many coins do you want? <laughs> Fuck you. Give Mario his money. It's a me, <laughs> Charles Martinet. I am more than Mario. Very uh, litigious. What? <laughs> oh. Hey, I mean, this is. Do you want to hear a really not interesting story? <laughs> I saw. I mean, we, we talked about Arby's for a good solid two <laughs> minutes. So sure, shoot. I uh, this the last E three that there might have ever been. Who knows if that they'll come back? And E three is the Electronic Entertainment Expo for people who don't know or do not care. Um, and, uh, I was there, I was walking by the Nintendo booth, and I saw Charles Martinet in person, and he is a tall, white-haired man, unmistakably, uh, recognizable. Yeah, but he looks nothing like his character. Nope, does not look like Mario, if you're wondering (laughs) out there if he looks like Mario, Luigi, or Toad. The answer is no. (laughs) No, no, <laughs> not at all. No. In fact, when you see him do the voice, it's really kind of weird. Cause you <laughs> you're like, expect that. Voice I wish I had didn't person. see that. Yeah, my childhood is ruined. <laughs> do, 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 do. So, John, did you know that Mario was not always a plumber? Yeah, he was a carpenter. 
That's indeed true. In his first game, uh, Donkey Kong, in his first appearance, has labeled Jumpman. I mean, yep. does what he says on the tin, right? Um, he was <laughs> a construction worker, and that's how it, that's why that setting was like how it was. He was uh, he was supposed to. Yeah, he's climbing up girders in his construction site. That's an interesting. Interesting uh, profession for him to have, and I love how in the only reason that he's a plumber in the current like Mario mythos is because the second game was about the sewers of New York and weird creatures appearing in them. They're not that weird. If you play the game, it's like, what is it? Uh, it's a turtle and a crab, and I think a fly comes in there at some point. All things I mean, that probably shouldn't be in the sewer, but I'm going to give Fly uh, a pass. Fly yeah, seems like something that would live that in the makes sewer. Makes sense. Yeah, but a uh, turtle. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's New York, though. You never know. The Ninja no. Turtles live there. <laughs> so. I mean, but they only live there by accident. Right? Like, the kid dropped the Ninja Turtles, like, or, excuse me, the Turtles into the sewer. That's true. And, and you know, uh, Splinter was around. And then, like, scooped them up and they continued to live in the sewer because of uh, turtle persecution. Right? Like, what if he just dropped them, like, in the YMCA or something? They could be, you know... Would, yeah. would like, Mario have to beat them up? In the place <laughs> right. where you can have a good meal. Ooh, like, what a what a crossover! Yeah, Mario like, versus the Ninja Turtles. I mean, I don't know. Mario's pretty high all the time. I just imagine so with all the mushrooms he takes. It's so. micro dosing, though. He keeps a keeps a cool head on his shoulders. Uh, but he's yeah, he's just constantly micro dosing. <laughs> I mean, there's a point where he believes he's shooting fireballs. And or turns into a raccoon that can fly. That fireball flower, that's got to be peyote, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude, I mean, I don't want to be like Mario gets down, but Mario gets down. Yeah. If we ever saw the real what Mushroom Kingdom looks like not under the influence, we would be horrified. Because it's just a bunch of, like, small guys coming up to him and, ro- and Mario just savagely throwing rocks. <laughs> He's like, stay away from me! I gotta rescue the princess. And the princess this is a fire cooking. flower. Oh no, he's gonna eat the peyote again. Oh god, why? Why did we let him in this building? I'm shooting fireballs. No, those are glass bottles. <laughs> it's just, he's in a bottle dump or something. Just so <laughs> it's in the mushroom kingdom. He just says that because the magic mushrooms grow here. <laughs> Uh, you know what? You're the worst. <laughs> these these drugs are not known to make people go crazy. We're not talking about it. Would be more. It would make more sense if uh, if Mario like fell into a some bath salts or like accidentally took bath salts. Oh, I'm gonna rip off of your face. <laughs> oh God. I just picture him like naked on a freeway eating some dude's face. <laughs> just like, damn, this is too dark. Mario, no, get off the salts. Get off the salts, Mario. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, this might be a coincidence, but uh, Universal Orlando in Florida 
is opening a Super Mario World uh, land. So <laughs> maybe Mario was in Florida all along, doing bath salts and running around in the in the <laughs> Everglades. <laughs> Just prowling around. Just stomping on turtles. <laughs> just it's a like, monster. This is the worst. Mario is the worst. And he brought and then he brought his brother into his life. Luigi. Yeah, Luigi <laughs> tried to go into like to to get him out like somebody extracting someone from a cult and Mario is <laughs> <laughs> just like oh no, help me. Fight the Koopa Troopas! <laughs> He's just, and then he just ran over into the corner and started smashing turtles. Mario, this is a nature preserve. Mario, How far you have fallen. This is a petting zoo. The kids are him. horrified. They're watching you. Oh, he's eating the turtle. This is your brother, Lou. Lou, it's like listen to me, Luigi. You're gonna come over here and help me kill some Koopa Troopas or it's else. <laughs> Take these magic mushrooms. Uh, those are that's just a a small Ziploc baggie filled with bath salts. <laughs> Take them. <laughs> Rub on your gums. <laughs> this is this is the best Mario day ever. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly so if we don't get this episode pulled from by nintendo already <laughs> it's mario day well this is how this is our uh this is how we really make a name for ourselves <laughs> two small time morons sued by nintendo get our names wrong jorn and swamp what <laughs> they get john wrong <laughs> <laughs> Jorn and Frost Bash beloved Mario for solid hour it's on their on their pop culture podcast Pop Saga <laughs> We're going to be on Kotaku before we know it. <laughs> oh, no, I mean we got to be Come on, we got to be well, famous could- to be canceled. <laughs> Oh, that's fair. Maybe we can get on IGN. Maybe we can get some traction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like that joke is for uh, it's like for you and a I. fraction of yeah, and maybe you and like me three and other one other people. person. Yeah, <laughs> at best. But you know what? I do this for me, and if everyone wants to enjoy the ride, they're they're welcome to come along. You know what I just realized? That's the second IGN joke we have made on this podcast. I, like, kind of poked fun at them for being a beacon of games journalism a while back. And it's like, no one else is going to get this. (laughs) Because no one goes to that website anymore. No. (laughs) It's like, I remember you used to go there. Then you got a choice. (laughs) You're like, I never need to go back again. Oh, my God goodness so john can you remember the very first mario game that you played counting donkey kong or not counting donkey kong Uh, counting donkey kong did you play donkey kong in the in the arcades yeah i used to play it in the arcades there was a 
arcade um, place down on 7th and Market called Fun Center. And uh, at that point, Donkey Kong was, like, huge. So you could play it arcade machines there you could also play it at like uh pizza parlors you know pretty much everywhere that had like an arcade cabinet had a donkey kong so oh yeah i used to play it never understood it for i always thought donkey kong was just king kong um you know like some sort of weird Uh king kong game and uh uh but yeah i used to you know try my damnedest jump over those barrels and you know smash them get make my way up uh was never very good at it and uh, still not. <laughs> well, you know, Donkey Kong is a hard. Uh, it's a hard game. I kind of had a so where I grew up in a very small town, and there was no arcade in that town. But if you went north a little bit, there was a even smaller sort of beach town, and that um, place had an arcade and mini golf place that was called Bless Shoes, which is. Flesh shoes? Flesh shoes? No, bless shoes. Like, bless you, like what you would say when somebody sneezes. But they sort of uh, combine it into the the one word, you know, when someone's like, bless you. When you speak. Flesh shoes better. Yeah, so flesh shoes arcade is where I went when I was a wee lad. And yeah, I played Donkey Kong as well. But you know, the, the one, the Mario game that really hooked me was that Mario Brothers game. I oh, love yeah. that. That was just so fun. The, the single screen that had the pipes on either side and, you know, turtles would come out and you'd bonk them. You'd bonk the little, uh, the platforms and you'd flip them over and you'd go kick them. Get out of here, turtle. <laughs> You're the worst, turtles. <laughs> yeah. And it had, like, multiplayer, um... And uh, just like was very colorful and really fun to uh, to play in, you know, the the time you got with a a single quarter. Yeah, I thought that one was a good. I, I I think that was a good start. You know, like obviously not my favorite Mario Mario game, but no, it's <laughs> no. Um. Uh. But, and I also remember having, which is weird to think about now, but I remember having uh, Donkey Kong on the Atari 2600, um, which was like a really inferior version of Donkey Kong, but, you know, it had the basic mechanics in there. And uh, it's weird to think about this, de- the, de- uh, the Atari, which is this completely, de- like, dead brand, more or less, you know, these days. Um, and they had a Mario game before Nintendo did. It's a very, it's hard to imagine these days. It is, but it kind of makes sense for Nintendo around that time. It wasn't like, I mean, they are mainly manufacturing, I mean, they've always been a game company of some sort, but they've always been kind of a hardware, you know, like, make, like, game, like, pieces and shit like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like so, cards, decks of cards. Decks, yeah, get you know, like actual games. But then they kind of moved into, you know, making arcade cabinets and shit like that. So I could see them not having the means of, you know, building their own game system yet. And then when they did, I mean, Super Mario Brothers was like, I mean, really the game that started all. 
especially like pl- real platforming to me, uh, not yeah. the pitfall garbage, you know. And they were also responsible for sort of creating the idea of a system mascot, which hadn't really existed up to that point because, you know, there were other game consoles. There was a Sega Sega Master System, there was ColecoVision, um, and there was Atari. And the idea of like this dedicated system mascot was not uh, you know, a thing. It isn't something that everybody since has sort of tried to match. But it's weird, right? Because Mario is one of those icons that grew to prominence in our time and is now you as ubiquitous as, as Mickey Mouse, which has been around, you know, uh way before we were ever born. So it is interesting that we it's interesting that it's so recent, but now it is ubiquitous ubiquitous to the point where you can't imagine it not existing. No. Like, I couldn't actually picture the gaming world without a Mario game. Like, yeah. at all. Like, it, it, I, I could only imagine how far back in game design we would be because of that. It's so uh, true. And you want to know what's nuts is that Donkey Kong was originally going to be a licensed Popeye game with Jumpman being Popeye and then Paulina being Olive Oil and Brutus being Donkey Kong. And when they couldn't secure that IP, they're like, okay, well, let's, we're going to make up a new thing. Um, uh, uh, make him short, uh, give him a hammer, and uh, he jumps. So, uh, Jumpman. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, do you think the hammer was supposed to be the spinach? I mean, I imagine so. It must have been, right? And then yeah. and then Popeye just using those giant forearms, just smashing everything in his back. Yeah, he's he's like right next to Mario, smashing the turtles. He's getting high <laughs> off the, the right, devil's lettuce. <laughs> oh, poor Popeye. Oh, and all those bath salts. Um... I have one more uh, fun bit of trivia about Donkey Kong. Um, so, so these are the. This is sort of following in the theme of, of of the world we could be in that would be without Mario, because when Donkey Kong came out, um, Universal Studios actually sued them because they claimed, just like you said before that Donkey Kong was infringing on King Kong. Um, So Nintendo was obviously very threatened, and they asked for a reprieve while they did some research. And it turns out that uh, they were able to prove that King Kong was in the public domain and not actually owned by Universal. And so that's why they were able to keep all their profits and continue making Donkey Kong stuff and Mario games. Pretty crazy, right? Damn, picture that. Like, you, like Universal think they're like, yeah, we've got this in the bag. And they fucking, like, mutumboed them by going, no, no, no. Yeah. Donkey and Kong is... Or Hong Kong... Uh, Hong Kong. Hong Kong, Kong, Kong. <laughs> King Kong is for everyone. They're all for everyone. <laughs> yep. Everyone will. Well, that's crazy. What's crazy as well is, you know, I didn't look into it too much, but the article I read said that uh, Universal, as part of its case, 
had revealed that Donkey or that King Kong was in the public domain. So just Nintendo just took that and was like, "Then you don't own it." <laughs> and so they dismissed the the lawsuit, and uh, Universal was forced to pay for their attorneys' fees, which uh, totaled in the millions of dollars. So damn. Yeah, <laughs> slight misstep. But then here's what's, and then you know, time passes and corporations f- forget. And now, um, Universal suing them again, right? And Universal <laughs> Studios is well, not they're not suing it, but they're they're opening. Um, it's not when this airs. When this episode airs, eight days from now, the Universal Studios Japan will open the very first Super Mario land i believe it's called um and uh it's this dedicated part of the universal park that is all mario themed and i'm actually a little context on me i'm a huge theme park fan i love themed experiences and uh i'm just uh i love that whole the idea of of sort of uh, immersing somebody in an experience in real life is really cool and uh i'm very excited about this mario land I don't know when I'll have the opportunity to go to it, but it's weird that that's the very company that tried to make it so Mario didn't exist. <laughs> I mean, Stranger Bedfellows. You yep. never know. You know, you never know. Who you're gonna uh, frenemies at that point. That's cool though. Um, money talks, I, right? Yeah, money talks. Money talks. Money walks. I'd be scared to go to uh, Mario World, like themed area why it could, can't fit through the pipes oh another one stuck uh, another fat american stuck in this gun get to the broom yeah, push about oh no yeah it sounds incredible you have like a little rfid band you wear around and like there are these interactive blocks that you can punch from the bottom and they go bloom and like you get like little points on your little wrist counter thing and power-ups and stuff and uh there's two rides right now i think there is a um mario kart based ride which looks pretty incredible has some interactive ar elements to it and um i think there's a yoshi ride as well but uh don't quote me on that one I won't. I mean, I guess the whole place should be a ride, really. Like, you gotta get to the food court, you gotta hop up on top of a pipe, then, (laughs) you know, walk across a little ledge just made of, like, one-inch cubes or whatever. (laughs) It's a lawsuit! (laughs) It's like, we lost three people today alone. (laughs) Trying trying to get a funnel cake. (laughs) Don't don't know why. (laughs) Why'd we put it so high? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, it's something that, yeah, I think that it's really, it's going to be really amazing to experience. And they are opening one here in California at some point in the future, obviously. Well, Everything that's going go. on has delayed it. But, uh, you know, someday soon we will be able to experience um, terrifying Mario walk-around characters that have, like... Uh, animated eyes and they're like they look right into your soul don't don't look at me mario <laughs> don't know what i've done he sees right through me <laughs> well if they got That's... some rfid 
Yeah, and berries. Right. Like, I didn't know you went to the bathroom. You <laughs> stayed there for 20 <laughs> minutes. Oh, no. What are you doing in there? Yeah. You know, I have to do the repairs of myself. I'm not too happy. <laughs> you are clogged the toilet again. You again? <laughs> Get out of Mario Land. <laughs> Go over to the Jurassic Park area. <laughs> you take a to- dino dump. <laughs> dino dump. An A. Well, anyway, Dino dumping A. Yep, that's no. that's going on. <laughs> sure. To know. You remember it. <laughs> you feel free to draw that one up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's not all goofs this episode. I promise. We're gonna actually talk about our favorite Mario games. How excited is everyone to hear about this? <laughs> <laughs> So, John, do you have um, do you have a set number of Mario games, or just a couple in mind? Oh, just I, I mean, how controversial do you want me to already get before we hit like probably even the fifty uh, minute mark? Um, I, let's let's yeah, let's drop the bombs now. Let's keep the people engaged. I have literally no interest. In any Mario game that is 3D. Yeah, okay. I think that's fine. I mean, that's a... You're a purist. I I can't... I was thinking about it for this episode. I figured we'd be talking about, you know, the games, or some of the games anyway. And I just kept coming back to the fact that, like, Nintendo 64 ruined me for, like, Mario. I did not enjoy that one at all really hard to read the levels to me so i just uh you know i'd put any anyone that was 3d i'd put on the back burner anytime it was a 2d or something i would pick it up so um i have a set number of games but pretty much anything before uh uh, anything before the uh, uh nintendo 64 i enjoy that's that's really interesting. So, do you think you have a top five? Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah, yeah, I have a top five. Okay. Yeah. So let's go down the old top five, starting at number five. Your five, your fifth. You know, I'll just go ahead and go first. Um. So my number five is the original. Super Mario Brothers, which I couldn't find an actual date that it came out here in the U.S., but it did come out in the late 1985. Um, and, uh, you know, I never had an NES, so I a lot of these early... I'm like kind of the opposite of you, because I, a lot of these early Mario games, especially when it comes to the N64, or sorry, the SNES, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, I have kind of like a black hole of of Mario knowledge because I was that was when I was like peak Sega fanboy and just like Sonic rules Mario drools. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I remember playing that original Mario Brothers over at friend's house, a friend's house, uh, a friend's house because they had an NES and um, man, it was just like there was just nothing like it. It was bright. It was colorful. Every sound was delicious and fun to activate. 
the uh, sound track was in- incredible, and the way Mario mm-hmm. controlled had like momentum. Like this is something you never experienced in sort of more rudimentary uh, platforms. It was just instantly entrancing and totally captured my little kid imagination. Yeah, one hundred percent. Playing Super Mario Brothers, that was my first. I had a NES, and it was uh, it was uh, the uh, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt was like on one cartridge, and I think we had uh, the Olympics one on another. I think that was the set. I have to look it up, but it was Light Gun. We had like the whole shooting. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we played, like, Super Mario Brothers nonstop. And from the way he controlled to, like, when you're a kid, you never pay attention to any of this stuff. You just know it's fun, and you kind of intuitively learn how to go through those things. But then getting into the game-making world, you kind of understand the real genius that is behind Super Mario Brothers and why... Even though it doesn't look fantastic by today's standards, its game design is probably some of the best. So true. So do you have a number five? Yeah, it's Super Mario Brothers. I agree with you on that. Interesting. I like it. Okay. We're aligned. So number four, what's your... What's your... Number four. I don't know what I was trying to do. Your second (laughs) from the last. I don't know. Number four. What's your number four? So my question to you is, do they have to be pure Super Mario games? No. Or can they feature other... This will change my top five. So like, if I, <laughs> say, say like okay. Mario Kart, do you consider that a Mario game? Absolutely. Mario I have a lot of those. I, I have oh. a few of those on my list, so I'd say those are fair game. Okay, cool, cool. I just want to make sure. I don't want to be... That's with anything. So I'm gonna go Super Mario Brothers two, not the, not the second one that released in Japan. This one would be Super Mario Brothers two, or Super Mario Brothers USA, the one that had uh, uh, Peach, Toad, and Luigi, and they all had their special, like uh, you know, abilities. Like Luigi could jump higher, um, Peach could float. I forget what Toad could do. He can he could pull up the Vegetables. sort of turnips and stuff faster yes. than anybody else. That's useless. Uh, <laughs> yes. Floating for the wind. wind. Seriously, not wind. God, I'm gonna <laughs> but, get real lazy with this English language. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, floating yeah. through the wind and through the God. I mixed him up. <laughs> floating through the wind, duh. and. Wind. Floating for the win. Yeah, man. Confusing. But anyway, Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah, that one, I've always had a weird relationship with that one because mm. I, you know, like I said, I I was experiencing these things from the outside, sort of going over to other people's houses and playing them. So it was such a crazy departure from the previous one. Um, like, the none of the enemies looked familiar none of the things you did made sense <laughs> like in the in the uh from what i knew uh, of mario from mario 1 and um yeah it wasn't until much later that i found out it was a reskinned 
version of another game called Doki Toki Panic. But what's weird is that they changed Mario and Luigi to not be the same size as they were in the first game. And instead, like, Mario is sort of shorter and portly, and Luigi's, like, taller and, and thinner. And those characterizations went, like, followed the characters as they evolved from this point forward. But it was merely just something they had to do to match the sprites of the other game, which was like just this weird sort of thing with pyramids and and a lot of uh, Middle Eastern imagery in it. But it was, yeah, it's it's just weird that that kind of defined Mario from that point forward. In, in a, but even though it was never intended to, yeah, it it's. It's definitely a departure. It's definitely, you know, it is a Mario game more in name. But I really kind of enjoy the variations between the different characters. That gave me, uh, you know, it, it was something different. And the platforming, while not on the level of Super Mario Brothers and definitely not on the level of the other ones I'm going to pick, was, you know, I, I, I still enjoyed myself. I never sat there and said oh man this is straight bullshit you know yeah I'm like you know it was cool to choose just like you're saying to choose characters and that and the fact that they played so differently was something that wasn't i mean it's very commonplace now but back then like you were when you picked a second player character that you were lucky if if it was anything more than a palette swap yeah, I mean, in the previous game, it was just a palace, you know. Like, <laughs> you know, and also, it kind of defined Mario's identity, not just making him, like, short and squat, but kind of, like, as the uh, all-around character. Not mm -hmm. necessarily exceptional at anything, but he can do everything all right, versus, like, everyone else. You know, even in Mario Kart, like, Mario and Luigi are both the ones that were just kind of, like, even kill you you could you definitely could win races with Mario, but it wasn't like his acceleration was fast or anything. And yeah, that did kind of like cement him as the all arounder. Yep, like it's every game where he's featured with other people, he he's like the you know middle middle of the pack, and I kind of like that. Doesn't make him any more uh, exceptional than the others, but like he's dependable. Right. Mario shows up, and that's what we can always depend upon. Uh, depend on him for. Um, my number four is Mario sixty four. Um, I did not have an N sixty four, so I actually didn't play this really until it came out on the DS. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I thought if well, so I had a Saturn in, during this generation. Um, not a PlayStation, not an N64. So I remember I used to look in gaming magazines. They would often have these like head to heads, like whose mascot game is the coolest. And of course, Sega really dropped the ball with a Saturn. They didn't put out any Sonic titles in the US or any, you know, not until I think there was maybe a Sonic racing title at some point, but nothing good. And so instead, we had Knights. So, like, Knights into Dreams, um, where you played a bizarre jester who would s fly around in a circle and suck weird balls into a vortex. Like you do. <laughs> like you do. 
Um, it had some pretty innovative, interesting parts, and it, it's not a bad game. But I remember them comparing that to Crash Bandicoot and then to Mario 64, and it just looked Mario 64 just looked so much cooler. The variety of levels, how you could free roam, like the the way that the camera kind of moved around behind you so smoothly. Mm-hmm. And um, the levels had an organic quality to them that it was just like you're on the Saturn. I'm used to like playing bug. And I don't know if anyone played that terrible game, but it was like you were on a path. It existed in 3D space, but you weren't really playing a 3D game. You were just kind of navigating in um, almost like a you just navigating depth and it was really hard to judge your jumps and all this stuff. And then you come along, Mario 64 comes along and it's like, you have this brilliant little shadow that tells you exactly where you're going to land. The, the same momentum is back from the 2d games, but now it's translated into a 3d space. And yeah, you have to like relearn a lot of stuff. And I think the level layout especially at the time considering what else was out there was very like disorienting because of the amount of freedom it allowed you but that plus like they had physics kind of with like all these rolling elements and stuff it was just a really awesome game but of course i didn't know at the time because i'm stuck playing the demo of nights because i you know <laughs> i didn't have the money to save up for a, the actual the actual game and um and so, yeah, when when that came out on DS, I really went whole hog. But <laughs> I also get your... Uh, I also get why you don't like it, because I can see that. It's not a game I go back to. I have it now on Switch with that Mario collection that they put out, and um, I have not yet fired that one up. So, But it's still my number four. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad number four. Like I said, just not for me, but I understand why people enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes total sense. I think we we're it's easy to see, I think, the other's uh point uh on this one. Um so my number three is Super Smash Brothers Melee. It came out December third, two thousand one. For the GameCube. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I don't know. For me, I'm not a fan of Smash, so uh, try to sell me on this one. Well, I don't know. So, uh, me just as a consumer of pop culture, I love, like, I like when franchises cross over. I like seeing them sort of interact with each other. That kind of thing really is in my wheelhouse. So, um smash brothers was fascinating on the n64 i mean i didn't have an n64 so i didn't really fall in love with it at that point um but it was fascinating that you could like pick pikachu and have him beat the crackers out of uh out of mario you know (laughs) you could you could have donkey kong uh and uh, link fighting that's just like like what it's a crazy (laughs) thing you never think would think uh could happen and they had this brilliant commercial i remember back when it when the uh they released the game for n64 and it was like people in mascot costumes nintendo mascot costumes just beating the 
the ever-loving uh, crackers out of each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was just like, it was such a, I mean, it's a very 90s advertisement, but it worked so well. But I didn't have that one. I had, you know, I didn't really have a 3D Nintendo system until I think the GameCube. Um, and so I didn't get the Smash Bros until Melee, but when I got it, I mean, like, combine it with the Wave Bird, which was such a, and or just the regular and uh, GameCube controller, and the fidelity on the GameCube. I don't know. Everything was just, uh, was just fantastic. And it's one of those fighting games that you don't have to be, like, an expert technician to start. Obviously, the world of competitive Smash play is very, like, technical, and I would never say anything to sort of um, reduce the accomplishments of the people in that field, but... Um, I will. <laughs> I know you're cut. You're something of a, a fighting game aficionado. I, um, I'm, I'm not good at them. I have problems with my coordination, so I... I'm terrible at fighting games, but um, but Smash is great because you can just kind of flick a analog stick, and your character will do some cool moves. Yeah, it's a game. It's sure. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> I, I so mean, I I don't. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm just. I'm not a Smash fan. Um, I don't get it. My. Every like my brain fights it every time I play it because I don't know what's going on on the screen half time. That being said, I can say that watching high level Smash players play is some of the most fun you can have. If yeah. you like watching people play video games, like I do, and you know I've been to a couple of uh, Evos. and every time the Smash tournaments on Sundays were some of the hypest stuff to watch. And just the level of technical play that was going on there was like, I don't understand what they're doing, like on a technical sense, because I can't play it. But I know these people are master, you know, masters at their craft. So much respect to Smash, just not for me. No, yeah, not. I can totally get that. But I'm surely what is for you is whatever your number three is. Well, my number three is Super Mario Brothers 3. It oh, came yeah. out in 1990. In the U.S. anyway. Maybe earlier elsewhere. Who knows? We <laughs> didn't look that up. Ignore the fact I maybe cut something out. Ignore it. Well, I I think Wizards came out before Mario 3 it was did. released in the U.S. Yeah, because it was like a... It was almost like a tra like a real big commercial for it. Um, <laughs> Not almost. It was a hundred percent. Yeah, okay. You know that and the power glove. That's true. Like, I want some kid to come to my house bringing a power glove. You bring the power glove means you're probably garbage at playing games. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I love the glove. It's so like rad. Yeah, I'm gonna play uncomfortably on the pad on top. Because this game doesn't support any of the other power glove functions. <laughs> like, but uh, I love Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, especially watching Wizards and seeing him go to the secret room. And then like when it came out, being able to do the same thing. Because you recognized it. 
Um, the, the fact he could fly. Yeah. And the, the Tanuki suit is just fantastic. Uh, I, I was just like, when I saw that as a kid, I was like, what? You could do what? Give me that game! Yeah. No. Like, just... Just absolutely my favorite. I loved that game um, so much. And uh, it, it just... It took the platforming to another level by adding a level of verticality, changing up some of the levels where maybe it was a whole one where you're floating through the whole thing, and uh, just just changed it up and thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very difficult, um, but you know it it was also rewarding when you know you'd beat like a level that was pretty tough. You're like. Whew, I did it. Um, <laughs> it also introduced the concept of the overworld, which uh, was carried on in in Super Mario World, and uh, yeah, that was that kind of opened up the Mushroom Kingdom and in a way that it had never existed before. It really gave it a sense of presence and location, and like just made the world more more whole. Um, and really, it made it seem like you were progressing on an adventure instead of just going in a sequence of levels. It was really clever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they also had the frog suit in it. Yep. Yeah. And the big boot. Like, like just, like, yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, you hear people talking about this, you think they're insane. <laughs> you like, well, remember when you turned into, like, the raccoon thing and you could turn into stone for a second and you were immune to damage? Oh, yeah, then I remember turning into a frog. You sound like you've been doing some of these super mushrooms, but it's, yep. like, it's like with a Mario game, it's completely acceptable, like, and, and just fun. Like, you're just like, yeah, sure, cool. I can fly now. Dope. And like when you you you'd want you you would lust for that, or you're like, do I give this up and you know go with good old faithful throwing fireballs at somebody? Like, what are you doing? And then like yeah, the whole kind of having a little bit of agency of traveling around the map uh, made it seem a lot bigger than the previous two. Like that's the one thing that you know you can say about Miyamoto is that he like knows how to layer in like design. I, I, I mean, dude is like the Leonardo da Vinci of our time. Hate hate to give him that much, but uh, no, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I give yeah. him that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, I mean, I no. guess yeah. Since you brought it up, we should just take a little aside and and mention uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. If you don't know that name, you should. He is the uh, creator and recently revealed to as the biological father of Mario. <laughs> Yeah, makes sense. Well, isn't it Mario Mario? Isn't that his name? So, that is his name in the movie. Um, and yeah, it, it has become his name. I think it's officially his name in canon. Although, Shigeru Miyamoto said, like, you know, that's something they did in the movie, but his name is just Mario. Like, Mickey Mouse's name is just Mickey Mouse. It's He doesn't have a last name. He's he's just Mario, and it's just Luigi. Oh wait, he was. I thought he was saying Mickey Mouse doesn't have a last name. It's like obviously he does. It's Mouse. <laughs> well, I mean, like, debatable, I suppose. No, it's not. They fuck. 
M-I-C, cereal soup. I mean, it's in there. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, they, it's broken they have, up. You have it's, to say the whole thing. Okay. No one's just calling a Mickey. <laughs> hey, Mickey. You can call Mickey Mouse Mickey, and depending on who you're talking to, I guess they would understand if it was Mickey Mouse or not. The context yeah. matters. It does. Context is for kings. Yeah, you know, we don't have that. Anyway, Super Mario Brothers 3 is my uh, third pick. Great third pick. Um, Want me to do number two? But surely you have a number two. I do. And this one was what I alluded to earlier. Mario Kart Baby. Boop, boop, boop. The SNES version. Oh, right. You like the SNES version. Yeah. The superior Mario Kart. Wow, yeah, that Mode 7 flat track. I mean, that was, at the time, though, you couldn't ask for a better multiplayer experience. And uh, you could play four people. You not only play four people, you had Koopa Troopa, who's my boy. That's who I roll with. Yeah, yeah. Toad. You had Donkey Kong, you got Bowser, you got Luigi, you got the princess, you got Yoshi, and you got uh, Mario himself. You got the Star Course, Mario Circuit, you got yeah. good shit. 50 cc's, 100 cc's, Iron Man stuff, you were doing things. So much fun when you beat somebody in that. All the other Mario Karts, hot trash. <laughs> <laughs> wow well that is a hot take that is it's a very not, hot take you can all at me you don't get your 3d garbage mario karts without this one that's all i'm saying well that's i mean I'm saying. yes you have to give uh bona fides to the it's to this to this game it's yeah. just a shame that i was such a i was a peak sega fanboy i was so rad i was trying to be so rad i mean not, the word the the worst really. part you were, you were on the downswing <laughs> yeah, with, with, with the Genesis when the uh, you know SNES came out when just started mud hole stomp in the Genesis. There was a time though where the Genesis was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna play Dick Tracy. That game's pretty dark. You got bullets." And then after a while, you're like, "Ooh, yeah, I guess I'll play Sonic and Knuckles." Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like Genesis actually. There was a time where they were uh, very competitive, but it didn't Oh, yeah, 100%. Last. No, no. I mean, I enjoyed my Genesis. I had both. Yeah, did not, uh, was not lucky. Had to choose, and I chose wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like, dim the brakes, dim the brakes. But yeah. I, all I know, look, I just remember playing Mario Kart for hours with my friends or with my brother or, you know, just... You know, like, okay, I'm going to pop in Mario Kart and just, you know, play a few courses. I, you know, loved figuring out the, you know, how to throttle up and accelerate and do, you know, how to hit a turn, what the different, uh, like, uh, pickups would do as far as, you know, like red shell versus green shell, the fact you could shoot it backwards or, you know, how trolly you could be with a banana peel. Like, all those things... Have stuck to me, stuck with me to this day. I remember uh, pulling out the little SNES Mini because I got that as a uh, a present, and they had Mario Kart on there. 
and I beat everyone in the house. And I, and I was like, I haven't played this since like <laughs> nine, you know, like ninety five, <laughs> maybe memory. You know, some pickup games. But yeah, that's how much I played it. It was all muscle memory. It's like, oh yeah, I do this and do this. Mm, yeah, mm. And like, you know, yeah, I remember my wife was just like, I'll play. I think I'll do pretty good. And she just kept smashing into the wall the whole time. And I was just like, <laughs> it's like, did you ever play this game? She's like, yeah, a few times. I'm like, just <laughs> right now? Like, this is the first time you've ever played <laughs> uh, That's so, hilarious. Yeah, but it, it, I have to. Sorry. Mario Kart SNES is my second pick. Yeah, uh, that's a really good pick. I mean, those were fantastic games. Um, it'd probably be higher on my list had I had an SNES. Uh, but I do have an SNES Mini now, so I do get to enjoy that very good game. Um, kind of uh, a little kismet here, because my number two is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is the current version of Mario Kart. And in my opinion... Uh, the best kart racing game one can buy and (laughs) the best and the perfection of the mario kart formula (laughs) it's real sorry sorry (laughs) so many cool unlockable car parts you get to choose your wheels your chassis and your glider um and of course, the, the the character who sits in it, they all have different weights, much like they did in the SNES version. And uh, the the thing about Mario Kart is, I like racing games in general, but you just can't get a better, tighter arcade racer than um, you know any of the Mario Karts really. And just the the mechanic of drifting, boosting, power ups, and shortcuts. All those work together in, in this package that makes you just want to do one more game. And then add into that the fact that uh, with most modern games, or and this one especially, you can play with people all over the world. And so you always have the option to just jump in and uh, play a fun game of Mario Kart. Of course, if you're playing people all over the world, you will, <laughs> or at least I, not you, but I will get trounced uh, constantly, so that does uh, you know that doesn't that's not always fun, but uh, certainly really fun stuff. So Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. I like how you mentioned Mario Kart, and then one of the things they got is gliders. <laughs> yeah, well, you gotta you might as well call it Mario Glider. Yeah, and when they go underwater, they have little propellers that uh, come out of the back of the carts. Get over yourself. Inspector Mario. He's got a thing and some stuff. I just remember when Mario would just drive a cart, and that was the shit. Now he's got a transformer. Get that out of here. Get that out of here. All right. Well, we have reached the number one. Our favorite Mario games of all time. Um, hold on, hold uh, on. Um, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I clicked it. And 
And the number one for me is Super Mario Odyssey. Um, Super Mario Odyssey might be the perfect game. Uh, the way it introduces mechanics to you, the way that the levels are designed, it, um, I'm going to be, I will be very honest and raw with you. There is a level in Super Mario Odyssey that I played where uh, it takes place in a very funny sounding New Donk City, which is like a Mushroom Kingdom facsimile of New York, and Paulina from Donkey Kong. The original Donkey Kong is now the mayor. And yeah, it's really cool. It's like it was a very unexpected thing. And the sort of evolution of that character's story was was actually really rewarding. And there is a level at the end where because if you don't know, Mario Odyssey mixes in um, like ultra, you know, modern platforming with these uh, points which Mario becomes the the classic Mario from the very first Mario game, and you like navigate along a two D plane, and they like um, they use they combine that uh, mechanic with the mechanic of the game in this final sequence where they're this band is sort of like warming up and doing this amazing rendition of the uh, the song they made for that game, and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I cried like real, uh, you know, adult forest, uh, just weeping openly at this sequence of the game. And I don't, I can't remember the last time a game has actually elicited that deep of an emotional response from me. And I had no, I, I, had, I just like the the sense of nostalgia, the sense of. And like the the music and how that game is the how that level is designed was just like it just came together in this very perfect uh, crescendo, and I uh, wept like a babe. So that's my <laughs> number one Super Mario Odyssey. The I don't know if they the games can Mario games can get any better than that. Well, they did in 1990. Uh, for my number one pick, Super Mario World. Yeah, that's a great one. Everything else is just a reasonable facsimile afterwards. A uh, shell of their former selves. (laughs) Uh, Now, I have not played uh, Super Mario Odyssey, so I have not cried at it. Um, I, <laughs> I could tell you the I I will since you you got raw I could tell you uh, the last time I cried at a game was fairly recently. Um, it was uh, Spider Man Miles Morales. Ooh, uh, that one uh, gave me uh, uh, I ugly cried at a, a, a particular part. I'm not going to spoil it because I know you haven't played it yet. Oh um, man, I'm so looking forward to it. Like, I don't know if you'll cry like a baby, <laughs> um, but what Miles represents to me and you know, like my community is pretty important, and I'm happy to f- have a, a Spider-Man, you know, all to myself, the one who's definitely earned it. So that was the one, last one that got me to just ugly cry. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. Uh, that being said, I've never cried 
anything other than just uh, tears of frustration at playing <laughs> Super Mario World and losing and, you know, having to try to re-up my lives. But just everything that was in 3, Super Mario World did it better. It looked the best it ever looked at the time. I, I love the platforming with some of the best. I love yeah. the fact that you could go around the overworld different ways, so you didn't have to play through everything if you were smart and figured all the side jumps and all that stuff. It just a beautiful game. I absolutely loved it. Um, like platformers, adventure games, like my love was born from playing Mario games and Super Mario World, like cemented it so it's like whenever there was like a platformer okay i gotta try it out you know oh shovel knight okay i'm gonna play this you know i'm gonna check these games out because i love that mechanics about being precise and doing that stuff um though i have to admit odyssey interest me but not enough for me to pick it up <laughs> well i think that's fair um well that's a that's just a, a superb number one. Um, I, I want to throw out a couple honorable mentions. Uh, just some weird offshoots. Uh, one of them being Mario Teaches Typing is something that I had uh, for an early computer of mine. So uh, it's bad in that it uses like sprites from Mario that look right and then all the environments were done by a team that didn't get the style so it doesn't look right at all otherwise but uh it helped me learn how to type touch type so that's something yeah that's cool yeah i guess and yeah, then that's cool <laughs> so like i said i didn't have an n64 but i did have a game boy and so i had super mario land which is this weird it's another weird Mario 2 style offshoot. It doesn't have like the same origins with the reskin game, obviously, but like it's like you are playing Mario from another dimension. Like you you get like the flower comes out of the thing, you get it, and then like you throw a f you're like, oh cool, fireball. You throw it, and then it's like a weird bouncy ball, and it just kind of ricochets around. <laughs> it's this it's just like a kind of like a weird not Mario feeling Mario. Yeah, that was the it was the first one for the uh Game Boy, right? That's and right. The, yeah, the sprites were really small. Yeah, no, I loved it. I thought it was fun. Like I I remember there was the one that had didn't they have like the Easter Island like heads? That's the second that's Mario Land Two and the it's, Six Coins, I think. Oh see, there you go. I'm just gonna put them all together. But yeah, although I I had it until it got stolen, so there you go. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, you know, life. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> you know how it goes. You know, you you bring your Game Boy to the pool, you put it in a locker that you thought was locked and it wasn't. You come back, your Game Boy, and your game was stolen. And yeah, yeah. but I got I had to a, swim. So. There you go. I also had something stolen from me at a pool. My one and only pair of reef walkers. Reef rockers? They're like they're like these kind of like shoes you can wear underwater and you can like walk on rocks without hurting your tootsies. 
Oh, okay, you just described a bunch of shit that a city kid knows nothing about. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm used to walking on crack rocks, not, not <laughs> reef rocks. It's a lot of crack yeah, well. references today, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Is there? If, at least a couple. I mean, bath salts. Is that crack? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't come take... get me, Regruff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, kids, stay away from bath salts. <laughs> There's your great Regruff impression again. Yeah, uh, so, that's all I want to bite out of crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds, it's pitch perfect. Yep. <laughs> uh, it was so good. So, uh, John, any final thoughts about Mario before we wrap up today's episode? Mario is, it's, it's one of those things, I mean, you touched on it, how well known he is, but just from a, a pure gaming standpoint and what he's done for the industry as uh, you know like what Miyamoto and them have done for the industry with Mario as a character has shaped shaped it in so many ways in uh, creativity ingenuity in uh, feeling the need to be able to take a chance and realize that sometimes you can't rely on the the the, the previous one to help propel you mm-hmm. that you, you need to innovate and change um, it's, it's so smart. Like, again, when I play them now, I look at them with a, a different eye than I used to as a kid. They just were fun and I was able to play them and I was able to be really good at them. But now kind of looking at it with what we do, I realize why they're fun and, you know, how truly smart they are. Um, and, you know, and the best thing about it is I think they're great for all ages. Whether you're, you know, old fart like I am or, you know, just starting out on your gaming adventure, playing a Mario game I think is a great introduction to it because it teaches you so much. And it teaches you so much the right way. Uh, nothing but respect for the Mario series. Again, the 3D ones just didn't appeal to me. I don't know why, but... Um, that's not me saying that they're terrible games. I'm sure they are fantastic games. Um, I know I gave Force a bunch of shit, but uh, <laughs> but I know they're fantastic games, and it's a great it's a great series. And yeah, nothing but mad respect for Miyamoto. He's in my my some of my top game designers of all time. Oh, easily. And uh, just a side note: if you're out there, and somehow we convinced. Uh, somebody who is is not yet in their late 30s early 40s to uh listen to this <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> uh if you want to think about how to design a game um you can't go wrong with trying to break down what makes that original the original mario so effective um otherwise couldn't have said uh it better myself so i won't um but what i will say is that if you want to reach us if you want to reach out if you want to be part of the conversation and let's get it straight you do um you really do you really do so please reach out and uh contact us and follow us at our social media we are at the pop saga pretty much everywhere 
except Facebook. We got Twitter, Instagram, and if you want to email us the old-fashioned way, then it's thepopsaga at gmail.com. Thanks, mm-hmm. as always, to Burton M6 for our incredible theme song. The show would be not as good without it. <laughs> Let's just It's, be it's the best part. It's the best part. Yeah, absolutely. And as we always say at the end of these, uh, we hope that wherever you're listening to these out there, that you are happy and healthy, and we'll see you next week. Saga, you know we keep it groovy. Uh-huh. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. Heard this right. is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.